sometimes. The best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 258. Greetings from Greyhawk Golf Club here in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. I just arrived a couple days ago getting ready for a full two weeks in the desert for the NCAA Division I Women's and Men's National Championships. Men's regional action has concluded. We know exactly who will be here on the men's side, and there will be time to discuss that and break it all down. But first, the women. They take center stage. They will tackle the heat at Greyhawk and make their long run towards the national championship. So fun fact, there are 12 schools that will have both their men's and women's teams here at Greyhawk. One of those teams, Wake Forest University. And one of the stars of the women's team, Carolina lopez Chicara, is my guest on this episode of The Back of the Range. Carolina was recently named SEC Freshman of the Year and has made a rather seamless transition to collegiate golf. Originally from Madrid, the Spaniard has become a mainstay in the powerhouse Wake Forest lineup that includes Walker Cuppers, Rachel Keene, and Lauren Walsh. We spoke about her start in the game, how she has maintained her focus this year, and she also shared some stories about her practice routine during the summers in Spain. A little bit of housekeeping here before we start this episode. There is a ton of Back of the Range merch available on the website, so make sure that you check out thebackoftherange.com. New t-shirts, hats, visors, it's all there. Episodes are going to be flying out at a pretty rapid pace here in the next couple of weeks, along with tons of content. So again, make sure you're following on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those links are available, again, at thebackoftherange.com. Let's get started. Carolina, welcome to the Back of the Range. How are you? Hi, thank you so much. Good, and you? I'm doing good. We're we're both on. Uh, we're both kind of in the same mode. We're getting ready to travel to uh, to Greyhawk for the national championship, and yes. I, I, well, we're both excited about this. So you had this is this has been a crazy probably three four week stretch for you. So you're freshman mm-hmm. at Wake Forest. You win the ACC championship with a really a rough battle against uh, Florida State in the final. And then, yes. and then you also have to get some academics out of the way and actually take finals and close out your year academically and then go right into regionals as a freshman. This is kind of your first go around, but how have the last, how has the last month been for you? Yeah. So as you said, winning conference, it was really nice and having the team there by my side, it was awesome. Like um, the last day against Florida State, it was a great match. We actually started a bit rough and by making the turn, we were like, losing almost every match and like tied in one something like that and we were able to like come back uh so that was really special and that gave us a lot of like energy to know that even if things don't start the way we want to we were capable of achieving great things as a team so that was really nice and then yeah we had finals right after that (laughs) so it was kind of like the same way like i couldn't really study at conference and then we have finals in between with u.s open qualifiers so it was kind of like Maybe not the great start of like studying the amount of hours I wanted to, but sure. it was like, I can do this. So at the end, it went good. It was also stressful because it was my first time moving out of my dorm, like having to pack everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> it was harder than I expected, 
at first I was like, like no, I would only have like two boxes. It'll be fine. Ended up with like 10 boxes uh-huh. and like a mess. But but it was kind of like a different experience and it was nice. And then, yeah, then we flew to, well, we drove actually to Vanderbilt for regionals. And then this week we preparing for Greyhawk and super excited for that. So uh, I'm I'm guessing the hardest part of this stretch, uh, uh, this three or four week stretch for you, it sounds to me is trying to figure out how to move out of the dorms and then also study enough to get the finals done. Was that was that the most pressure you had in the last four weeks? Actually, yes, because due to my like wrist kind of like injury, I couldn't train as much as I wanted to. Sure. So I had to like manage a lot of my timing out there to not like grind a lot and then make it worse. So I, that was beneficial because I had time to study, but at the same time, I had to move out of my dorm in between finals because my final was that Friday, like the Friday, my last final, and I had to be moved out of that dorm by that Friday afternoon. So it was kind of like stressful, but uh-huh. I mean, I have great teammates, so everyone helped and it was, it was great. Yeah. The, the glamorous life of a, uh, of a division one college athlete, right? <laughs> yes <laughs> pretty much so this was your first and we're going to talk a lot about like your start in the game and, and growing up in spain but I, i'm you know I, from the outside looking in and i've had this discussion with other players and other coaches you know you're you're on a very strong nationally ranked team uh at wake forest i think your latest yes. ranking third fourth in the country but you're in that ranking where you know you are going to get a at large bid to regionals regardless of whether or not you know if you win conference obviously you get an automatic bid if you don't win conference you know you're going to regionals um did yes. you feel more pressure at conference or did you feel more pressure at regionals knowing that even though wake is like i said a very highly ranked team in the country you know that you absolutely have to get through regionals to advance to the national championship which which was maybe the more pressure filled for you so I would actually say it was more pressure um, regionals because I never played like a tournament before of being like, I need to make it to be able to play the good tournament of right. the season, like the goal for what we've been training to, that it's winning the national championship. Right. So it was kind of like a bit like not against the ropes, but kind of like we need to do good because at the end only top four teams make it. Right. And in golf, you never know what can happen, obviously. Uh, it's one of those sports that maybe like the first ranked team doesn't make it or something like that. So, so it was kind of like a different experience for me because in Spain, like back at home, every tournament, it's like, or you qualify for handicap or you qualify for Wagger. So I never really had that pressure of being like, oh, I need to play good in order to qualify for the next tournament. But, um, what I mean at the end of the day, um, like with our coaches and everything, it was just going out there and playing our game. Like we had been training really hard for it and eventually the results were going to show up. Well, you did what you had to do. It's actually the same goal that every single team has when they go to regionals, whether or not they're a they're a Wake Forest, a top ranked team, or if they're just you know inching in. I mean, everyone's trying to get that spot to get to yes. to get to Greyhawk. So you mentioned Spain. I'm very interested. I know listeners would be very interested as well. I would like to know as much as possible about mm-hmm. your start in the game, not just how you got into golf, but you know, let's talk about uh, about you know being you know growing up in Spain in Madrid. You know, like, you know, many people that listen to the podcast, we they hear kind of similar stories. So, you know, a young junior growing up in the United States playing perhaps yes. AJGA, then going to college. It's a very, 
kind of easy path to follow. How did you get into golf in Spain? So actually my grandparents from my dad's side play golf, kind of like a club kind of sport, like on the weekends sure. with their friends. And then my my brother used to play a lot of sports when he was growing up, but he was really into golf. So he kind of like chose golf. And then I was like a younger sibling. So you kind of like follow what your older sibling does. Sure. So I played golf for like the weekends. I didn't really like it that much. It was more like a weekend thing because my older brother did it. So it was kind of like, okay, whatever. He does it, then I'll do it as well. So I was really into horseback riding. Okay. Since I was like really young. And and then I started like playing golf. And then I, I won actually my first Spanish championship when I was like 11 years old. And I kind of like liked the feeling of winning. Sure. I was like, oh, like this is nice. And like <laughs> the tournament, yeah, like the environment, playing with my friends. Like I, growing up, one of the things I used to enjoy the most was like playing with my friends, the tournaments. And like we, I was really lucky because I had a great group of girls and we all played together in Spain and like we were really close to each other. So it was like a nice environment to, to grow up with. And like we were competitive, but we were nice. Sure. So, so it was just great. And then I really enjoyed that. And, and then I started playing good. I, I got into the Spanish team and that was like great. Like playing world, um, like championships being 13 and representing your country, the flag and like all of that was, it felt like really nice. And, and yeah, I was actually going to go to college with horseback riding, but somewhere in between things changed it up, changed it. And I ended up playing golf. So where were you going to go for college for horseback riding? Was this going to be in the States also, or were you going to stay in Spain? So in Spain, it's really hard to combine both things, like studies and golf, or like a sport. It doesn't really have to be golf necessary, but it's like impossible. They don't really support athletes as much as they do here. Um, and like in Spain, it's like first, like they won't change your exams if you have to travel to the competition or, oh, okay, or anything okay. like that. Sure, It will be like, if you're missing your exam, then it's a zero. I'm sorry. Oh, and wow. like, yeah, things like that. And they won't give like extensions or anything. So if you want to like be an athlete, you can't stay there. You have to either quit your sport or take your career, your degree in like six, seven years. So, so I kind of like knew I wanted to go to college if I wanted to be an athlete out of Spain. And, and yeah, and then, well, my older brother I had like all of his process and all of his experience so it was kind of just like way easier for me and and yeah well let's let's make sure listeners know that I'm sure they're putting two and two together here with your last name so your brother Eugenio is uh, actually was at Wake Forest but now he transferred and he is actually one of the stars of the Oklahoma State University team which as we speak are playing their regionals uh they had a good yes. they had a good day today i think he shot 69 or 70 today not that you follow what he's doing at all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was following him he shot yeah 69 he had a kind of like a rust off he was two over through five and then he turned it around and like finished three under with a bogey in the last hole so Man, so, yeah. yeah, so so obviously they're trying to do exactly what uh, what you what you already did get that ticket punch to go to Greyhawk. So you you mentioned um, you know the start in the game with the balance of academics and, and athletics, and you went to I guess the best way to describe the school you went to International College of Madrid. It's maybe similar to what a a prep school would be here in the United States. Is that is that fair? 
Yes. So okay. uh, to be fair, the system I did is the American system. Okay. The IB. So it's like kind of what kids in high school here do, kind of like AP, like and A levels and things like that. Sure. It's very similar to that. And um, I went for that school for like eight years. So that was really helpful, especially for my English, because you know when you're moving out of your home and like sure. to a different country with a different language, you want to be like as close as possible with like the people you're surrounded by. And I thought like language was one of the most important things. So that's why like my parents decided to change us to like an American school. Well, and it's also, I mean, it's, it's something that should be mentioned. And, you know, there's students here in the United States that, that, you know, obviously English is their first language and they have a tough time making a transition from high school to college. And you're doing yes. the same thing and not only transitioning from, you know, an, another country to Americans, you know, American university, but also there's the little bit of the, the language where you're trying to, you know, you know, mm -hmm. catch up there as well. Um, you know, how was your, your transition for that first year? Not just, we'll talk about the, the, the golf in, in a bit, but I'm saying like academics and learning a new culture of going to a, a very large university. I mean, how was, has it been this year? So I was actually really lucky with like my coaches are amazing. And also my teammates, three of them kind of like speak Spanish. So that was really helpful, especially at the beginning, sure. kind of like to not get lost, you know, around campus. And, and also like my entire team, they're so nice that they were always like checking on me, like, Hey, how are you doing? Sure. Are, are you getting along good? You know how to go to class and things like that. So that was really, really nice. And that helped me a lot. And, and then also like, I'm really grateful that my parents did that decision of changing schools. I remember I didn't want to change schools. I was super happy at my, like the school I grew up with, but I'm grateful that they did because I feel like um, going in with the level of English I had uh, helped me a lot. It was like much easier to make that transition. I was able to like communicate with my professors and like my classmates and my friends. And, and yeah, and then uh, I kind of like chose way because it was a kind of like a good academic school and a small school. Cause I, I don't know if I'm going to have a car, so I wanted like a place that was small to be able to like walk. Right. So, so yeah. And then I, I mean, my dorm, I could literally see the golf facility f from my window. So that was like insane. Okay. And then yeah, I had like had the, to, yeah, yeah. the training room. It was like two minutes walking. My classes were again, two minutes walking. So it was, everything is so convenient at wake that it was just like amazing. That's uh, that's funny. So now wait a minute. You moved out of this. You had this really cool spot, this dorm with a view of the of the of the golf yes. facility. So where where did you move to now? Can you still see the practice facility? No, I moved like oh, no. <laughs> like I don't know, eight hundred meters. Oh, north, okay, okay. And facilities are south, so it's still like a five minute walk. So okay. I, I shouldn't complain. No, no. But now I won't be able to see it. Driving range right. Well, I'm sure you spent <laughs> enough time there anyway, so you know what it yes. looks like. So, um, well, yeah. I, I wanted to tell you. So, I have. So, I don't know if I've told. I told Eugenio this story, but privately. But I don't think I've. I know I haven't put this out on the podcast. But I have a funny story, and I know I haven't told it to you. So, you were you played in Augusta National Women's Amateur. Saw you there, yes. and then I also saw you the day after at the Men's Haskins Invitational. Uh, right down the street from Augusta National, you're watching mm -hmm. Henry in Oklahoma State play. So, bumped into your parents and just you know introduced myself and said hello and you know really enjoy enjoy your kids watching them play. And a little bit later, I was somewhere in the fairway or someone down on on the side of a fairway on a hole, and I was talking to your dad and 
you know, just told him a little bit about what the back of the range is and, you know, do photography. That And we barely mm-hmm. got into the conversation. And he said, my kids are going to graduate. My kids are going to get their degrees. They're going to get their education. I don't, And I don't know if he thought maybe I was asking if Eugenio was, was going to turn pro or I'm not sure if, if he thought that, but we were just having a conversation, but immediately he's like, my kids are getting their degrees. And, yes. <laughs> and when the announcement came out, when Eugenio and Sam Bennett pulled out of um, PGA Tour U, a lot of people were surprised. And privately, I was like, I'm not surprised because <laughs> I heard from the man himself. So long story there. But yeah. how so again, you've talked so much about this with your with your parents putting you into Americanized school. But I'm guessing that they are as proud as they are of your athletic accomplishments it sounds to me that they're also very proud and and want you to succeed academically as well. Yes. So like growing up, my parents were like, um, we like that you enjoy golf and that you play golf, but first go school. And like you need grades to be able to play golf. Yeah. And if you don't have like that grade, if you're not passing your classes, if you're not studying, you're not playing golf. So it was kind of like, if I want to play golf, I need to have good grades, yeah. you know? And then going to college, they were like, if you want to turn pro and you want our support, you need your degree. And once we have your degree, then you can decide what you want to do. You can try to be professional. You can try to search for work or whatever you want, but you need your degree because they believe that's something that's not going to stop you from anything. And it's something that's always going to help you. Yeah. And especially like, um, I don't know, um, if you get injured or whatever in the future, you need you need something or you decide to just like don't play golf anymore because what for whatever reason and like they're really into that and for them the first thing is academics and like i can be like i can be playing a tournament and the first thing they ask is like oh like how's school going do you have a lot of work to do (laughs) or things like that it's just yeah well i just finished my round i can't submit my paper until tonight but thank you (laughs) yeah like i just shot 68 and i just made that great putt on 18 and and uh, and they want to know, but but I think that's, I mean I think that's great, and 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 I'm also guessing that you're learning a lot through your brother with the attention that he gets with PGA Tour U and and exemptions into pro tournaments and all these experience that he's getting. What are what are you kind of learning as not just I mean obviously uh, you know you're mm-hmm. his sister, but you're also kind of able to watch this. What are you kind of seeing out of this that may help you when if when and if the time comes that you want to go that route? Yeah, so at the end of the day, he's like my role model. So everything he's been through, it's probably what I'm going to closely going to in the future go through. So you always learn from someone that's been there and has experienced that. And like he gives me a lot of support, like going into college this first year, I was kind of scared. Sure. And he used to text me like every day. <laughs> checking how I was doing, like, hey, are you are you going to class? How's exams going? Are you submitting your work? Like, work is hard. Are you staying on task? And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm good. And, like, it was kind of, like, stressful at the beginning because he was, like, checking a lot. But then then it was like, I mean, he's worried, you know? He's, like, yeah. the older brother. He's been through that, and he knows what college can get sometimes. So, so at the end, like, you learn from other people's experiences. So... So, yeah. What, what is, if you could like pinpoint one thing that you think has helped you not only to succeed on the golf course, but also in the classroom, what's maybe one thing that 
and I know you have your friends in the team and you have a lot, really great support system, academic advisors, and, and yeah, you have a lot of people mm-hmm. behind you. But yes. for you, maybe a personal habit that has helped you, what would you say that would be if you can think of one? So I think that if I could take a guess, it would be more like doing 100% what I'm doing at that moment. So if I'm training, I'm training. If I'm studying, I'm studying. And if I'm with my friends, I'm with friends. Right. And like not trying to do a lot of things at the same time, just like keeping organized, staying like on time. And you feel like you don't have time, but you also have time to rest. So like it's important to do everything and just like take the time to, if you, is it, it's time to rest, it's time to rest. And if it's time to study, like time to study and like try to not waste more time. And, and yeah, enjoying at the end of the day, it's just being happy where you are and enjoying what you're doing. That's uh, that's great advice. So focus at the task at hand. If it's studying, it's studying. If it's golf, it's golf. And just kind of zero yes. in on one thing at a time so you don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, exactly. Makes perfect sense. Well, let's talk about this team of yours. You come in as a freshman and you have just, it's really is a powerhouse team. You have obviously mm-hmm. Rachel Keen, you have Lauren Walsh and and actually, both are both are Curtis Cuppers, and I know you've played some. Team, yes, <laughs> I know you've played. I know you've played team golf. You've represented your country, and I know you're looking. Mm-hmm. You're looking to hopefully grab a spot on that World Am team. How is it actually being a European that can't play Curtis Cup, watching two teammates go off and do and play Curtis Cup? Yeah, so I guess we grow up. And because we know since we start playing golf that we can't make it to that team. Right. So at home, it's not such a big thing, like in Spain, because we can't be part of that. But then going here and like seeing <laughs> how, how like enthusiastic they are to play Curtis Cup and like getting to know all the history behind, I would not say it's frustrating, but I'd say it's more like, like I wish, you know, I right. wish I could play that. But at the same time, I'm so proud of them, like for making it to the team and like so happy for both of them, even though they're going to compete against each other and they're like best friends. But just like being there and kind of like enjoying the week, it's going to be amazing for both of them. So I'm so happy for them. It's so crazy because, I mean, it's kind of similar to what the Texas men's team has with, uh, you know, Pearson Cootie and Cole Hammer, but they're on the same team. They're from the same college. I'm not even going to ask how you watch that on TV or how you go watch it. How do you do that? You have two teammates. Yeah. How do you do that one? So actually I'm praying for them not to play against each other. Okay. So then I feel like you're up for both of them to win their matches. Right. But um, last year they actually played like the single matches against each other. So, so I'm praying that that's not going to happen this year. So I can like cheer for both of them. You have like, you have like two signs. One says Keen, one says Walsh. You hold it up when they do something good and put the other one on the ground. I don't know how you do that. I'm going to like have my heart divided. One's going to say Lauren Walsh and the other one's going to say Rachel Keenan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's well, that's really the only way you can do it. Um, yes. Well, you, you have this great freshman season, your ACC freshman of the year, you know, two wins and mm-hmm. uh, actually two back-to-back wins, you know, one in Orlando, one at the Darius Rucker in South Carolina. And you're, you're setting, you're setting records in just your first year. I mean, final round 62 in Orlando. And, you know, this was probably one of the more notable highlights of, of the season, not just your season, but actually in college golf, because you shoot a final round 62 to win the individual title three days after Eugenio shoots 62 Mm -hmm. in Hawaii to win his tournament. And 
I'm going to actually give I'm going to give the nod to you that yours was more impressive because as you and I both know, yeah, it's a 36 hole day, it's a 36 hole tournament, two day event, sounds simple enough, but in Orlando they had some bad weather coming in, so if I remember right, they just told you on the first day after 18 to just keep playing until dark because they were kind yes. to race the bad weather coming in. So I think you played four holes the, the next day. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. So you <laughs> so you know that Eugenio 62 is on the board. You know you're trying to win your win this tournament. You know you have four holes left. You so you you know what's in front of you, not just I know you're trying to tie or beat your brother. I mean, I'm not even going to ask that question, but <laughs> how, how did you prepare for, for that next day of just four holes? So actually I remember that night talking to my brother, like I was, I was playing really solid that day oh, and yeah. then they, I had, we had to stop. So I was, I've never played like a round of golf that I couldn't finish. Um, so, so I was like, this is new, a new experience for me, like going out, warming up for to only play four holes and like starting like the 15th hole, it's it's just like, you know, a new thing. Yeah. And I talked to him and he was like, it's golf. Like you've played golf a million times in your life. Just think it's a round of four holes and that's it. Just do your warm up, go out to the tee and don't think that it's four holes. Just think that you're going to keep playing and then you're not, but just think that you are. So um, he gave me that advice. And also remember we were talking and he was like, just for you to know, like, because in life is scoring, it said I was like seven under, but I was actually eight because I did one less bogey but one less birdie sorry but they didn't like put in the life scoring so he was like are you eight under and I was like yeah and he was like just remember you have four holes two birdies and you tie with me and I was like well I'm gonna go for three <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I started like they um I started birdie birdie my first two holes oh. I had two holes to play and I was like I'm gonna do three birdies <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> text call him the first thing I'm gonna do and I'm gonna tell him I, I didn't, but like it was just like in my mind, I was like, imagine if I do it. Just like imagine. All right. But, so, yeah. so it sounds to me that beating your brother may have been more of a motivation than winning the tournament. I mean, it's got to be close, right? Yes. The thing <laughs> is that we always played back at home together and I never win. It's super frustrating because like sometimes I'm winning and I'm like, yeah, four horse to play. I I'm winning. Him. And I then he birdies him. the four in a row and I'm like, well, well, now I don't have a chance of doing anything. And it's just like, and all the time, he's just like leading by five through nine. And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. I lost again. So it was kind of like, like, you know, I don't know. It was, it was funny. That's awesome. No, I, I could just, cause it, I could just imagine, cause I, I was there, I stopped by that last day and I just like, this is really odd that they just, yes, they just told you. Crazy. Yeah. They just told you like, yeah, ladies, just keep going. We'll, we'll tell you when you're, and that's the other thing. See, it's not like, you really didn't know when you were going to end because, you know, whether or not you had to play four holes the next day or six or seven, you're going to get the tournament in. So that's another one. Like you, re you really didn't know when it was going to end that day. No, like to be fair, being honest with you, we kind of like calculated and I was like expecting to finish in like around the 13th hole. Sure. So in my head, I was like playing until like the 13th hole and that's it. And we ended up playing one more hole. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but but yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Yeah, very very well. I'm glad they got it in because that's the most important thing. You get you get yes. the 36 old tournament in, so that's good. Now you mentioned practicing and playing with Eugenio. Now, 
you mentioned just mm-hmm. getting <laughs> get, not I'm trying not to laugh at you, but you mentioned just getting beat over and over again. Yes. So, you know, this is kind of an interesting way because I'm guessing you practice a lot in Spain when you're home over the summer or even before you went to college. So how does I guess what do you learn from that? Because you can't just keep learning like, all right, I'm losing every day, but you have to take away some positives. Obviously, your game has blossomed to the point where you're one. I mean, gosh, I think you're 13, 14th ranked in the world. So it's obviously been a, a good, you know, learning experience for you to play with him. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you see in his game that you maybe put into your game, or what? What do you learn from those training uh, from those training sessions? Yeah, so like to be honest with you, even if though if I lose, I'm like, I'm here to learn and like, right. who can I learn from like best and from my older brother? And so yeah, sometimes like men's have like a different game than us. Like they can hit it like more dispersed and then they do these amazing like up and downs from the, the trees. Like they hit a butt driver and you're like, oh, this hole is mine. Because I'm like in the middle of the fairway, I have a wedge and then they hit it like through four trees and they do birdie. And then you're like, really? Like, really? <laughs> and yeah so like things like that and like also with their short game they do some up and downs where i'm just like that's a bogey it's impossible he's doing up and down from there right up and down like he didn't even suffer and i'm like okay next hole because you know and like you get to learn from those things and also you see like a different golf and it's just great because sometimes when when i miss i'm like okay i can do that like if he did it i can do this right and and you get to learn like new things that you never seen before and also, like, I don't know, seeing five, six birdies in a row. It's just, like, crazy. And then you're out there and you're, like, you do two in a row. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to try to do six. Right. Why not? Or, like, like things like that. And, and yeah, like, it's even though I lose, which one day I'll win, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice because um, I'm getting closer, you know. Like, right. when I was younger, there was, like, no chance. Like, he had to give me strokes and everything. And, like, even though... I still like lose, but now it's like getting closer. Um, so it's nice. Like we're both really competitive. So it's nice. We have fun. There has to have been some times where you get really frustrated with him. Yes. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to leave because I don't want to turn with you anymore because you're, you're making me sad. (laughs) Like I'm sometimes like three hundred, and I'm losing by four and I'm like, I'm three under. What do you want me to do? Right. I'm like, pl- I'm playing really well. I and can't it- play any better. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes it's frustrating because like you're playing good. You know you're playing good, but it's not enough. And you're like, why? And 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 I'm guessing I'm guessing, and I know the answer to this, but him letting you win is just not. It, that's not going to happen, is it? No, no. Because if if you win, then you're going to remind them for the entire night. Uh huh. Like, like, hey, how are you? Like, are you overly lost today? And you're just like. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I I can't. I mean, you must have, I mean, the excitement of beating him someday. And I mean, that has to be just a highlight, just waiting to happen in your mind of how yeah, much. So oh, yeah. Actually, I have a funny story because this Christmas I won once. Okay. And, and I was like, I don't, I'm not going to play anymore. I'm going to go to college. And then I can remind him every single day that I was the last winner. Well, I don't know how we ended up playing and I lost. So. My plan no. didn't work, oh. but I had these like super pre- prepared plan, and everything was like so tidy and neat. But it didn't work. Well, but it's okay. Next time you win, get the scorecard <laughs> and then have it framed, and then send it to him <laughs> on his birthday. I will. There you go. <laughs> when he's 
Yes. Every morning I'll remind him of that. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So that's, that. yeah, just give it to him. Just nice little frame. He can hang it on his wall or maybe, you know, get one of his teammates to put it up at, at, at Oklahoma State <laughs> so he can look at it every day. I mean, that's, yes. that's, what, that's, what, I can't, I mean, man, I'm, it's going to be tough for me to get you, Henio, to come on this podcast. But anyway, you know, ladies first. So hopefully you, you can make that happen. Um, yes. That's awesome. So you have played uh, now, You've played, obviously, you've played in Spain, you've played in the United States. We got those two countries, but you've mm-hmm. played golf in a lot of countries, I think. Sweden? Yes. Slovakia? So, mm hmm. Okay. Where, where else in the world have you played golf? Because, I mean, you're 18, 18, 19 years old. I mean, this is, I mean, world traveler. Where, tell me about the countries you've played golf. So, actually, we're really lucky because in Europe, like, um all the federations are kind of like really close to each other so we play like the european individual for example last year it was in italy this year we're going to france and we have like the ladies european or the european young master or the um european under 14 where you get to play around the like europe and it's just amazing because you also get to meet players from other countries so when we come to college it's nice to have like european players like for example, when I came to Wake, I knew Mimi from like junior golf, let's say, before I came to Wake, sure. or or Vanessa, and it's just really nice because we get the chance of like traveling with the team, traveling with your friends, and as well meeting other girls from other countries, and so that's that's really nice. And for example, this summer I'm playing in France, uh, then we're playing in Wales, then we're playing in uh, Switzerland. It's just like it's nice because you get to travel, you get to see different golf courses, play in different conditions. And it's, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't want you to add, or wouldn't want you to to put any country over Spain or over the United States. I mean, you play a lot, obviously in those two countries, but is there a country Mm -hmm. that you've played in that really kind of captured your attention said, wow, I wasn't expecting this. This is, you know, whether it's the golf course, whether it's just, the town, the culture, you know, what country really you're like, man, I want to come back here. So actually, um, Paris, I would say France is one of my favorite places. Sure. There's these, like the um, international France where we play in Paris and you can see the, the Tory field from the course, from the course. Sure. And the course is like these old course. that's just like amazing. And you can, you can see how it's like a good golf course. And you really enjoy playing there also like you get to do tourism and it's in the middle of Paris. So it's just like an amazing week. Also, we're really lucky because with the Spanish team, they really invest on amateur golf and players. So we get to travel with the team, even if it's like an individual's like event. Sure. So, um, for example, like three years ago before COVID, we traveled 16 girls from the Spanish team. We all went to Paris and it was just like, you great, you make, both great memories in and out of the golf course so it's just like amazing yeah it's got to be a vast difference here in the united states because you know you're 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 in school you're traveling to tournaments then you're you know you're there at the course all day go back to a hotel or a host house maybe get a you get a meal but you're really not seeing a lot of the cities you're at in, in here in the states that had to be an incredible experience yes so um it actually helped me a lot because some of the tournaments are like in between school year so that helped me prepare to like studying on the road for sure. college, and and then in college like you also you always travel with your team. So that's something I really enjoy. Like I enjoy being around with my friends and like being with other people. And like yeah, we go, we play golf, but we also have fun, and we also like make memories outside of the golf course. And that's something I appreciate a lot. And like being close to my teammates. So so yeah. 
country with the best food you've encountered? I can't betray my country in no, this. No, oh, I'm sorry. I have, oh, I have to say Spain. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I should have I should have let off with outside through your travels. Oh. Yeah, through your travels. No, I would never okay, ask outside, you. Outside my home country. Yeah, I would then, never ask you to do that. So then I would say Italy. Okay. Because they're they're well pasta and pizza. Oh. It's like amazing. It's like the best <laughs> thing in the world. But they also have like really good fish and like meat. So it's kind of like you have a variety of things, and it's nice. It's really nice. If uh, I'll let you be my tour guide, if I'm going to go to Spain for a week to play golf and see, do a little sightseeing and, and check some things out, where do I need to go? Talk to me about about Madrid or or anywhere else in Spain that I should go check out, or that so, listeners should check out. Actually, I would say you have to go to the north okay. of Spain because you have amazing food. Then you have a lot of good golf courses, like good golf courses, and like old. They have a lot of history and the like the environment the views the coastline it's it's insane like the Basque country okay. and like um Cantabria and all of that is it's insane well unfortunately you got to wait a little bit of time before you head back home we have a little uh you have a little business to take care of out in the desert in Arizona coming yes. out so I'm gonna mm-hmm. I, I can tell you're excited about that I will get you out of here uh so you can get ready for that but um, have you have you played uh, much golf in the desert before? What are you kind of looking forward to the most out there? So actually, I haven't. Okay. And just like bring sunscreen, bring yes. sunscreen. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm excited. The thing I'm most excited of is like they say you hit it so far there. So I'm <laughs> excited to just go there and like be hitting like. I don't know, 10 years further and be like, oh, I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will I will tell you from what I saw last year, I'll give you a little friendly advice that, yes, you will hit it very far off the tee, but also, as I'm sure you're aware, you will also hit it very far with your irons, and sometimes that's not good. So, I, uh, I know. That's yeah. what I've been told. Oh, yeah. I, I When I was out there last year for the men's uh, championship, I can't – it's so it's odd because you know I don't care how mentally strong you are if you're looking down and you have 175 yards and your the right club is a wedge and you never hit a wedge that far the entire year mm-hmm. but for these five six seven days whatever it is you have to still mentally it's just odd it's just it has yes. to be really odd yeah that's that's what I've been told I have to be mentally prepared stick to the yardage I have and have confidence in that. It's just going to be tough at the beginning, but I feel like the first golf ball that goes like 20 yards further, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm strong. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Carolina, this was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we got to, to touch base, and um, we're both kind of preparing to be out there uh, at Greyhawk for for the national championship. So um, enjoy the time with your team, safe travels, and and I think maybe I think you, Henny, will be out there too. So uh, this should be a family affair out there. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Thank you. And there you have it. Special thanks to Carolina lopez Chicara for joining me on this episode here at the back of the range. Be interesting to follow Wake Forest as they make their charge towards a national championship. Don't forget, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Every episode of The Back of the Range is available on the website, thebackoftherange.com. We'll see you next time here at The Back of the Range. <laughs>